bringing more positivity to your day and bringing more positivity to your life. It's Lifestyle with Leanna Tan. Brought to you by Bella Nicole Mental Health Services on the best mix, Star 98. Happy Thanksgiving week. I'm on maternity leave, but I really did want to put together this special holiday episode for you. This week isn't just about stuffing our faces full of mashed potato and turkey. It's about focusing on the blessings in our lives and creating an attitude of gratitude. And that's the topic that I wanted to focus on today. So when I was thinking about it and gratitude, a story came to mind about a neighbor who told me about a hardship that she went through with her family a few years back, uh, but how gratitude and forgiveness got them through it. So When I thought of that, I had to reach out to her. And so I reached out to my family friend, Karen Muggleston, and brought her on the show today. Welcome. Thank you. All right. So take us back. Tell us what kind of tragedy or hardship befell your family. Take me back to that day when this happened. Well, it was um, end of May 2020. So we had here in, um, I'm in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. We had just gone through an earthquake and we're in the throes of COVID, <laughs> yeah. and I was working down in my basement, and I felt kind of a rumble, and I thought, oh, we're having another earthquake, and it was just a very violent rumble, and then, uh, sorry, then my husband was upstairs, and he yelled, get out of the house, so, you know, we all got out of the house. Um, my brother happened to be living with us temporarily, and I had a son that just moved home, Um, And then we had another son and then my husband. So there was five of us. And we all got to the house with our dog. And um, our home was on fire. Wow. Yes, (laughs) that would be horrible. And how did you how did you find that out? Did you go down and you see smoke or you looked outside and it was just a blaze? Well, I I ran out of my office and went upstairs and I saw that there was um, a big fire on the patio and at the time, I thought, oh, you know, my husband, he's going he's gonna to get the fire extinguisher. He'll, he'll get it put out. <clears throat> so um, I went downstairs to grab my phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then by the time I got back out, it, it had started overtaking the house. It was very, very quick. Um, what, I, what I learned later is, I guess, as I got out of the back and went to the front yard, um, I found out later that we had um, two barbecue tanks and uh, a compressor tank that blew. And they don't just blow and shoot shrapnel. What happens is it'll find a weak spot and it'll go, all go you know, it'll, it'll um, make a hole. And then it ma- it's like a, turns into like a torch, like a mm. big violent torch. So we had three tanks torching uh, everything. Wow. So, uh, so what did you, what did you lose in that fire? Um, well, I mean, we had an antique table that had been in the family for over a hundred years and just, you know, we collected antiques. So we had a bunch of stuff that go bye-bye. Um, and it was interesting because the doors that were closed in our home, um, only had smoke damage. Um, our bedroom door was open and it had, the fire didn't quite get to the bedroom by the time they got it put out, but it was covered with like an inch of soot, like even in drawers and even the 
just crevices, any crevice that you could find. So really, I mean, anything anything that had any sort of porous ability mm-hmm. um, was gone. I mean, clothes, I mean, every bit of clothes and shoes, everything just gone um, and all kinds of just stuff. What was know? what was going on in your head when you were just seeing all of these things that you couldn't save literally being destroyed before your your eyes like all the things that you'd worked for all of your possessions were just being burnt before your eyes Well I mean it it takes a minute to register cuz you keep thinking this isn't happening you know but we had because of all the explosions um and and you know it it did make explosive noises so because of explosions, you know, we had so many people that were around that called 911 because of the explosions that <clears throat> that some people had to be on hold. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they got, um, let's see, it was three fire departments, seven trucks, 47 firefighters, um, and I was just across the street. My neighbor had brought out a camping chair, and all we could do was just watch it. I mean... Well, let's back up, because before that, when we got out of the house, we realized that we have a son that was in the basement bedroom that was still in there, and he had, and and it's not like he plays games all the time, but he happened to be playing a game and had some earphones on, and um, so he almost didn't get out. We had to break some windows, and the the only way he could get out I mean I mean there's more to the story but he was basically um, had a spiritual experience that led him out of the house out out of a way because our home was built in the 60s and so the windows were very small and so he couldn't get out that way so he barely got out because we had a great big picture window oh. in our front in our front yard so in our front you lost uh, you were watching i could tell it was bulging and it was about ready to go and i thought i was panicking because my son wasn't out yet and all of a sudden i hit here i see his head coming up underneath that and i'm thinking to myself you've got to get out before that bursts and um he got out and it wasn't like the movies where five seconds later it burst but probably within a minute or two it burst and there were just flames shooting out and Everything that it was in the fire's path was just completely destroyed. Our fridge was melted shut. Wow. Um, just, I mean, you know, everything was just totally destroyed. That is um, absolutely terrifying. And and you're watching all these possessions and you almost lose your most prized possession, which is your family member. This must have been absolutely terrifying. What about documentation? Yeah. I That's one of the things that I think of. I'm like, oh, what about all those papers that you like can't really recover or <laughs> those documents? Well, interestingly, <clears throat> about three weeks before the fire, my husband, his attitude was, instead of asking permission, I'll ask for forgiveness later, he bought a great big huge safe. <laughs> and there's a particular brand of safe that does not flash inside. And we, we happened to buy that particular brand. And the guy that came and had to get us into the safe after the fire. Everything was melted down and, you know, you had to have a special tool to even get past all the melt to get into the safe. But um, luckily that safe did not flash inside and all of our stuff was in there that was, you know, that we had put in. Wow. So that was, there was a lot of miracles. That was one miracle that we had. 
Yeah, that's amazing. I want to hear more about these miracles. And I also want to hear about what happened after the fire, because I'm sure the trial doesn't end just when the blaze ends. So I want to hear more about that when we come back here on Lifestyle with Leanna Tan, brought to you by Bella Nicole Mental Health Services. I'm here with Karen Muggleston, who is talking about an experience that she had with her family. She told us in the last segment how her house burned down unexpectedly. I mean, I'm sure that's never an expected uh, happenstance, but she just was standing there watching all of her possessions be burned to the ground. And she kind of told us the feelings of that. Now, I I wanted to hear more about this story because, like I said, the trial doesn't end when the blaze ends. So what happened after this fire what did you guys do you had nowhere to stay you had no possessions all of a sudden you have really very little in in temporal or monetary possessions right so so what did you do after that well um the red cross came in and they kind of started now gave us a little bit of money to kind of get you know set up in a hotel and we actually had some neighbors that um because it was it ended up being late by the time everything got put out and it was quite late at night, and so we ended up staying at a neighbor's ha- home that night. But then after that, we were we were staying in a hotel for a couple of weeks, which sounds great. But to be in a hotel for a couple of weeks is not great. Oh no, I've heard, <laughs> especially I mean, if you don't have a kitchen. I hope you had a kitchen. But you know what? It was it was home, and I mean, we were grateful for that. We were very grateful for that, and um, we had just so many people. Um, somebody started a GoFundMe which was, you know, we were used to, we were not used to taking, we were used to more giving. So it was my husband, I I was just so, so embarrassed about all that and didn't want to take money. And we, we ended up through a series of experiences, we ended up promising each other that we would humble ourselves and let people serve and let people have those blessings by serving, you know, and it didn't take away the embarrassment, but we, we were grateful for, you know, there was some monetary help that came in. There was neighbors that said, hey, until you get a rental home, you know, come do laundry at my house. And they would actually have me drop the laundry off and they would do the laundry for me. And then I'd come pick it up later because I had a lot of things that I was dealing with. My the work, the company that I worked for, they just gave me three weeks and I didn't have to use any vacation. I got paid fully. So there was so many amazing things that happened. What were so some... many people that did favors for us. And, you know, when we ended up finding a rental home, you know, um, so many people had said, hey, my neighbor's got a couch that they're getting rid of, or hey, I've got this extra TV. And so I literally rented a U-Haul truck and went around town and picked up a bunch of stuff. And so I just remember, though, the first time, I, I went to go take a shower, I, you know, and I was in the rental home because the hotel has stuff provided for you. But going in the rental home, I wanted to take a shower, and I thought, I don't have soap. I don't have towels. I don't have a rug to step out on. I mean, yeah. you just you don't realize everything that you miss when you get out with your clothes, you know, the clothes on your back. So yeah, that was quite an interesting experience. What was the hardest part about it? I know there was also at first you thought it was somebody else that started the fire, right? Did you did you know how the fire started? Yeah, yeah. They had a really clean cut case of a guy that was mentally ill and homeless. 
um, he he's his brother lived down the road, and he was not supposed to be there because he had stabbed his brother a few weeks prior, and he was out on bail, and just, you know, he admitted to starting the fire, and we had a mattress when my son had just moved home, a mattress in, in our garage, and my husband had out, been out working in the garage and had come in to take a break, and so the garage was open, and so it was a perfect opportunity. Some people say that they saw him roaming the neighborhood with a gas can, and oh, wow. so, you know, he admitted to burn. He said he'd burned a bed and they brought dogs in. They did forensic, you know, the, took forensics and they did an investigation. And um, they had a very clear cut case against him that he had done this and he admitted to it. But everything that he said he did looked, you know, had checked out. But a year and three months later, when forensics came back, he had no splashes on his clothing of any accelerants. And there's a, a story with the mattress um, that had tested positive by a dog, but there's a story as to why that ended up not being correct. And we found out that he actually did not do it. So the really? interesting part is that the first night when my husband and I were having this sleepless night and we're in shock and like, well, you know, like what to do, like the rug is totally pulled up. You know, your, your life is never going to be the same. We had determined, you know, that we don't want that negativity negativity in our life, and we determined that we had to work toward forgiving him. So by wow. the time we found out he didn't do it, we had forgiven him and had moved on. And the interesting part is we, when we found out it wasn't him, and by the way, the cause is still unknown. They've ruled out wiring and barbecue and things like that, but we just don't know what happened, which is kind of scary. But yeah. the point is that we, part of, part of our gratitude with all of this is just realizing that we would have spent, I mean, it seemed 100% clear case that he had done this. And we were so grateful that we had not spent time hating him or having that bitter, you know, because... When you have those feelings come through you, you generate those feelings and they affect you mm -hmm. before you push them out onto another person. And they never really get to the person. <laughs> so mm -hmm. the thing the thing with forgiveness and gratitude is, you know, if you're grateful for, you know, what comes your way and, and find the the good parts of it. Um, and just realize that we're here to learn and grow and to become better. At least that's what I believe. And so wow. just realizing all that just made me so grateful that we had moved forward and had not spent time hating or being bitter. Um, and it was a lesson. <laughs> well, that is so admirable. I feel like I would have so many hurt feelings. I would feel so stressed. I would feel like my life was shattered. I'd feel angry that somebody did this for so for no reason. Or even if well, you didn't know the case, you would feel like this happened to me for no reason. I'm a good person, right? So, so do you just make the decision in your mind that you're not going to feel those feelings? Yeah. I mean, we, we knew that we did not want to be bitter. We did not want to have hateful feelings in our hearts. Because that just makes you 
a ter- you know, it, it just makes a terrible situation for you. Right. Um, and it really didn't, it, by, by allowing those feelings of bitterness to shoot out at somebody else, it never got, it doesn't get to him anyway. Like you're shooting it out and it doesn't get to him, but right. it does hurt you. The, it hurts you. I think that and this... it makes you bitter and angry. And we didn't want that. Yeah. And we, we just um, ended up after several months. I mean, I, I'm not saying we didn't feel angry. Of course we felt angry. You have to process through those feelings. And we allowed ourselves to feel angry uh, and, and that, but, but the end goal was let's process through these feelings and let's move past them so that we're not bitter and angry. I think that that's amazing perspective to have. And I want to hear a little bit more about this because today we're focusing on gratitude in the spirit of Thanksgiving. So when we come back, I'm going to ask a little bit more about how she transitioned into that mindset and how we can implement that in our own lives. When we come back on Lifestyle with Leanna Tan brought to you by Bella Nicole Mental Health Services. In the spirit of Thanksgiving today, we're talking all about gratitude. And I think that is a difficult thing to think about if you're going through something difficult in life. And when something is unfair, the last thing you want to do is hear somebody tell you to be grateful for your blessings. But I'm here with Karen Muggleston, who is a great example of that. She has been telling us this this episode about how somebody or so they thought somebody burnt their house down and she watched as her life kind of went up in flames and she even almost lost one of her children very very close to losing him as well as a lot of their other possessions but she was just leaving us with a wonderful message in the last segment about forgiveness and how forgiveness and gratitude really helped her and her family keep their lives going and kept them progressing and helped them work through this challenge that happened not too long ago just a couple of years ago and it kind of blows me away because I heard when I first heard this story I just heard how she was not resentful she was so grateful and that's why I wanted to interview her today so I am kind of blown away from by your perspective Karen but I wanted to hear a little bit more about that I mean you listed off some blessings in the last segment that you saw despite this unfair happening to your family Um, what blessings did you see and, and how did turning towards those blessings and gratitude help you yeah, so I, I'm uh, really big into the law of attraction. I love studying the laws of nature. Mm-hmm. And if you study the laws of nature, there are so many reasons to make sure that we don't become bitter and hateful because it just brings a horrible vibration into our lives and it attracts awful things. Yeah. So we we wanted to live the laws of nature, basically. We wanted to reap blessings and goodness out of all this. And I I figure if God allowed this to happen to us, it's because he wanted us to learn and grow. And my belief is when we go through those things that he throws at us, actually, I don't. I kind of want to word that differently. He doesn't throw them at us. The thing he allows things to happen is more of my belief system. Mm-hmm. And when we have those things that are allowed to happen to us um, through no, no fault of our own, perhaps, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if we can navigate those things and learn from those, and instead of using it as a barrier, we use it as a stepping stone, we are able to become that much better. And I, I feel like we're more rewarded. You know, I mean, whether you want to call it God, which is my belief very clearly, 
or if you want to call it the universe, however you want to look at it, there are vibrations in the universe and the physical vibrations, physical laws. And when you, there's the law of the vacuum. So basically when something, when you, when something is taken away, something always goes to replace it. And so if you do it with a kind and giving heart where you're going through that and choosing happiness and choosing those good things, then whatever fills that void that has come into your life is going to be good. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, we actually were in, we were not insured enough for the contents of our home. Mm. And just a little disclaimer here, not a disclaimer, but a little piece of advice. Everybody go check your life insurance. And if you think your things are worth more than what you're set up for the contents, please go redo your insurance because we were our stuff was worth 350,000 wow. or, or close to and we were insured for 200,000 so oh, no. <laughs> it's not a lot to replace when you have to share it with two adult sons and a, and my brother that was with us oh wow so we were out quite a bit financially as well but I'll tell you what that what that was a big void and what filled the void was because I believe that I that we went about it with the right attitude. I was able to go to thrift stores and um, a local classifieds, and you wouldn't believe what I was able to pick up. Wow. During that time, I was able to pick up amazing things that I needed. And, like, I would go through a list of, okay, this is what I need, and I'm going to go out today, and I would have that in mind and, you know, use the power of attraction to say, okay, okay, God, I need these things today. And I would go and I would find those things at amazing prices and I would get them. And once I was able to, you know, like for a good part of a year, I was still going out and collecting things. After that time of, you know, kind of like, okay, we kind of got things, you know, every once in a while I like to go to a thrift store. And I'm telling you, I don't find those things anymore. I don't find those things those kind of deals. And I know that the it's basically what I'm talking about, these laws of nature. If you're abiding by these things, um, then I believe we were so, so blessed. And I call it God, okay? Yeah. But we were so blessed with finding things to be able to help. I mean, yes, things were taken away, but we were just blown away at the generosity of people like saying, Hey, I have this table and chairs, you know, someone's grandma was going to get rid of some table and chairs. Now, are they the most modern, amazing looking dinette set? No, but it's, we're grateful for it, you know, and little by little as, as time goes on, as we recuperate, we'll get nicer stuff, but we're grateful for it. And things are coming to us, you know? And I think this, it blows my mind this perspective because, you know, in the former segment, I was asking her to list off all the things that she lost. And, you know, it was like she it wasn't even like she was remembering those things. The list that came out more 
easily for Karen was the list of blessings of, you know, these people that helped her, donated money, the ability to thrift shop and find what she wants. It's like those small things became what was imprinted in your brain, which is amazing that that's what you remember more than all of the things that you lost. Because I'm sure if you listed it out, it would look like there's a lot more that you lost, maybe. Uh, I guess it's just perspective, and I'm learning so much from you just just hearing this. So how can others implement this gratitude more in their lives um, that that you have? Well, um, I, I'm a, I don't know if, if I can say his name, but there's a particular guru out there that talks about law of attraction that I really enjoy because I like listening. Uh, I, was, I like to learn about the laws of nature. Um, some of the tips that this particular person has, I want to give credit. I don't want to say that these are for me. Mm-hmm. Basically, if in the morning you have just a little ritual, it'll take maybe 10 minutes. Um, you write down 10 things you're grateful for. And second step is to send love to three people who bother you. Mm. <laughs> so believe me, there were lots of times when I sent love to this person that had that I thought had burned down my home. Um, and it, it's hard to do. But they say there's a technique because if you, I would imagine my little doggy, I would imagine her little face and I could imagine my sending, sending my love to her and then slowly <laughs> I'd replace her face with his face Wow! and send that out. And then the third thing is just to be quiet for five minutes and wait for direction and wow. inspiration. That And that goes so far. And it obviously has worked in your life because like you said, you're attracting good people, good things, and you're living happy. And I think that that's the biggest thing. We all want to live happy, whether whatever that means to us. It doesn't necessarily mean having the best dinner set, having the biggest house, having all of our money refunded us back to us. It's That's not happiness. It's being content with yourself and your situation, even if everything in your life was just set ablaze. And I think that's an amazing message that you're sending out. No matter what your situation, you can, with gratitude, you can be happy. And that's the message I want everyone to hear this week, this Thanksgiving week, as we reflect on our blessings. It can be difficult to even want to be grateful, especially if you are going through something difficult right now. So thank you, Karen, for being an example of of that. Sometimes when we want to be grateful the least are the times, then we need to be grateful the most. It is a healing medicine for a lot of our ailments. So thank you for sharing your story and your attitude. So stick with me as we continue to wish you a happy Thanksgiving week here on Lifestyle with Leanna Tan, brought to you by Bella Nicole Mental Health Services. <laughs> 